Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi everyone and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a light-hearted look at the dark side of history. Today we're going to talk about the Port Arthur Massacre that occurred in Australia. Colonel, you and I, of course, are big down under. I, I, I like going down under from time to time, Timmy. Well, <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> I, I'm going to leave that there, Colonel, because you know, you know, our audience sometimes, sometimes they. Well, our audience is full of uh, reprobates, Timmy, that are going to. They go right to the gutter. Going to take that the wrong yeah. way. Yeah, right to the right gutter. to the gutter. But uh, we're going to talk about this uh, horrific event. But uh, before we do, let me remind everyone that we are a comedy podcast even though we talk about mass murders. And we sometimes use, I wouldn't say adult language. I know it certainly is not a mature language. How would you describe it, uh, Colonel? Well, I I would describe it as the language of the ignorant to me. (laughs) Um, But other people would describe it in other ways. And and when I say uh, we... I'm not really talking about you or not. We're being very generous there to me, yeah. Wait a minute. What is it? Somebody said, I'm not cussing. I'm speaking in cursive, and it's fucking classy. See? Well, yeah, sometimes Brandy's been known to use a foul word or two. An impolitic word to me. So... A, a word that you would not use amongst your genteel friends. Correct. Oh, my God. Or even your genteel enemies. Really. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's true. Get yeah. on with it. So, let me introduce our panel. I am joined by the very gracious, the a woman who is now making quite a name for herself as a uh, movie critic, Colonel. If you've been to our yeah. Facebook page, fans of the History Dreams podcast, you will know that Brandy has been uh, critiquing, I, I, I think a bit harshly, some of the more classic movies of our time. But oh, baby Jesus. we're getting that to <laughs> in a minute. Uh, she's been known as Brandy the Benevolent. Her Majesty... Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy? 
if at all. Timmy, I'm good, man. I'm good. Real good. Do you want to... Now, Double, I got to ask. I'm lying. I, I watched I watched your uh, Vagina Dentata uh, uh-huh. episode. And, uh, she had a... And it looked prop. like you had a considerable THC content coursing you through you. worry about me. Well, ex- you don't ex- worry ex- about explain me. Explain to our listeners what you're doing, Brandy. So, I am... <laughs> watching these completely kind of fucked up movies and shows or whatever. And then I kind of come on and recap them and um, give them a little bit of a review. So I have done teeth. Yeah. That had the and a vagina, the, the, the vigilante vagina, the problematic poo nanny, if you will. Does she have to go to, does she go to a dentist or does she go to gynecologist? Well, that's the thing. I mean, she went to the gynecologist and she bit his fingers off. But so fingers I don't know off, that yeah. she's going to be welcomed back at she, that particular practice. She, she'll probably be dropped. She'll probably yeah. be dropped. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know. And and then my question is, of course, well, who gets charged for that? Are they still charging her? Because he didn't really do anything. Like, are they still going to charge her insurance? Uh, whatever. So I did that one. And I wonder if I there's did. a medical billing code for that. I don't know. I wonder. I don't. I wonder. I got one for. But does I she, got one for everything else. Does she? Does she douche or does she floss down there? Uh, they didn't get into that. But that one. She's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I need you to understand is males, that I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but here's the thing. So first of all, if you've missed these reviews, they are obviously gems, and they are on the Fans of History Dweebs Facebook page. But teeth actually paled in comparison to Tusk. Yeah, that one was... <laughs> which that one was damaged, damaged my poor husband for life. I'm not sure he's recovered quite well, yet. Well, explain to our audience the... the um the story of Tusk because I mean, without, I'm not doing a full review, but just, sure. Just. So briefly, briefly, uh, this podcast host goes out to, um, interview this old, um, old eccentric guy. And the guy ends up dragging him, ties him to a wheelchair, ends up cutting off both his legs, kind of webs his arms. And then he puts him in a, walrus suit, suit cost whatever made of human skin and like again i have to stress you had me up until the very end when they have him in like a um you know in a marine rescue or something you know i mean like he's in this animal rescue i mean no one thought to you take really, him out of the suit nobody yeah, nobody thought to cut him out of the suit. I mean, the thing has to be stinking to hell and back. Nobody thought to cut him out of the suit. Nobody thinks to be like, hey, guy, how about we get this off of you and remove your tusks that have been screwed into your face? Let's see if we can get on the road to recovery, because he's definitely going to need therapy of all kinds. But no, the best thing to do for this guy's fucking mental health is leave him in the goddamn walrus suit to bake in the sun beside his fucking, you know, shallow kiddie pool. It was, yeah, completely fucked up. Completely. 
So I, yeah, I think I've done those it, two. I think of that Beatles song "I Am Waller Wallers" when you cuckoo cuckoo. I know, right? <laughs> did he play with a ball? Have a ball that he could play with? He on did. His nose? He did. <laughs> no, he, well, I don't think they had him where he was doing tricks yet. But I mean, there was a ball in the little nasty ass kiddie pool that he was supposed to be swimming in. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure we established that he can't swim in the motherfucking suit because, you know, he's not a walrus. So, sure, let's put a pool right beside him. He can't fucking swim. Oh, my God. Like, the whole thing was just fucking ridiculous. Ron Cole. Ron Cole. And Our listener suggested that. Thank, Ron Cole. Thank you, Ron. Yeah. Mm. So... I am going to maybe try and watch something with Dave tonight. I try and pull Dave in. It's a little bonding experience for us. Um, I also feel like it scares him a bit that I'm watching this and then talking about it. Because I think he thinks I may be getting ideas on things to, I don't, you know. That you might, the you might put him in a wall Every time we watch this shit. Is it, is yeah. Well, he's, I mean, again, he's traumatized when we watch this shit. And all I hear from him over there is, what the fuck are we watching? What the fuck is happening? What the fuck are we watching? Why the fuck are we doing this? So, I mean, he's not as much of a team player, but, you know, it's kind of date night for us that we sit and do this. So, well, we may try and watch a fucked up movie tonight, or I'll get one out here pretty soon. I'm going to have to see some more suggestions. Plan 9 from Outer Space. See what I'm going to watch. We'll see. But anyway, I will take other suggestions ooh, besides yours. Going. You can... Or the giant woman. Do the giant woman. Oh yeah, the fi- we did a we did a episode on her. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So fifty foot woman from Mars. Yeah, or some yeah. Shit. We did a we yeah. did a, a episode on that actress. Uh, well, well, Brandy, it's I'm what what I, I don't I don't interrupt. But did you are you looking forward to DweebCon? I am so looking forward to DweebCon. It's going to be here. I'm so excited. Here in Cincinnati, the uh, first week end of October. And to get some more information on that, just go to our Facebook group, Fans of the History of Dweebs Podcast, where not only can you get information regarding um, the upcoming DweebCon, which is going to be fantastic, but also you get to see Brandy's reviews, which are hysterical. All right, well, <laughs> they are something, you know. And I don't know if you guys can tell, but sometimes I get on a roll and then I lose my train of thought. So I hope that wasn't well, really appealing. You know what was <laughs> what was um, what what was easy to take away from it was that you are smoking the devil's lettuce prior to. You know what? Maybe I'm just tired. Maybe I'm just traumatized. How about that? Do you ever think I of that? Think you, I think you're stoned. But look, I have no job. I have no hobbies. I have you're playing video games, bad mouth in your country, smoking smoking weed. I mean, well, yeah, well, according to uh, some people, I could I could just be a barista that, you know, smokes weed and then I'm going to go out and, you know, vote or whatever. You should let your hair your hair grow into dreadlocks, devil. Yeah. You know what? I am. I am getting my hair put back in for DweebCon, so I'm very excited about that. Well, it's... Uh, so. so, yeah, so we invite everyone, our listeners, to come to DweebCon. It's always a good time. This is the first one we've had since uh, two, 
2019, I think, because of the pan- yep. pandemic. We, the pandemic. Yeah, we had to take a couple of years off. But October 7th through the 9th, Cincinnati, Ohio, where you can talk to Brandy about movies. Well, yes, we can also. We probably can get a high um, with her kind as well. of Just saying. What are you doing? No, I, I, um, also, I mean, you you think if you guys have missed it, you haven't noticed. Have you seen all the pictures? What I've noticed when you are you at DweebCon, you and a few little you know, little group, they kind of you see them uh, currently kind of walk off in the distance and yeah, a little clickish. Yeah, and then uh, and they come back like the popular kids in high they, school. They kind of and then they come back with eyes all bloodshot. Yeah, yeah and, definitely. Uh, yeah, giggly. giggly. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, fuck the both of you. We can... Don't worry about what I'm doing. Worry about yourself. Let me... Worry about yourself. Let me introduce uh, Brandy, a man who needs no introduction, really. He is a (sighs) uh, best-selling author. He... Nope. He is a book. uh, How to Make Love to a Woman is been on the New York Times bestseller list now for 347 straight weeks. False. And uh, he is uh, kind of the considered the doctor of love, Brandy. He's not. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. Now what's of course, good. fucking course? Well, I'm burning yourself, Colonel. What, what's wrong? Well, Timmy, I got I got the vid running through my household here, and uh, you know I've been trying to uh, I, I I try to socially distance at my house as much as possible. Mm-hmm. On, well, you, you do know, that anyway. Days. Yeah, yeah, but now I have to do it even further. Now I'm out on the out on the deck. Staying outside where the air is, you know, not as polluted, and uh, so so the Mrs. There. Colonel has the COVID. She's got the COVID, Timmy. Oh, and I think we violated her HIPAA rights. I hope she feels well, better. I do too. Her HIPAA's been violated before, I'd imagine. But uh, yeah, so I got that going on. I got Bo's a little cranky today. He did because I think she's got the COVID and she was up and around all night and he didn't get to sleep. Oh, he didn't get know, the rest he he normally needed, does. that he requires. Yeah, so he's a little irritable. Uh, how did uh, Bo and uh, how did Bo uh, celebrate Doggy Day? Um, basically, just kind of laid on the couch, you know. Watch some TV. I, I Bo, thought maybe him into, and Rudy would be going out to the clubs and went to the parade. Well, with those two dogs, every dog is doggy day to me. So they don't really know the difference. I But yeah. other than that, to me, other than the vid, you know, the Black Death, the plague mm-hmm. running through my household, um, everything seems to be fine i'm you know i'm i'm buffing up a little bit working out buffing up a little bit for the week no, not um loosening up my 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 hands for the Absolutely you know for not. annual boob dweeb fest booby signing you know we have we do have booby no we don't booby signing yes 
There's no mm. boobies for you to sign. Most of them are male boobies, yeah. but... Yeah. Well, yeah. you need to tell okay. Jason to keep his shirt on. Well, you know, Jason lives his best life, so I'm not going to Well, still, I saw <clears throat> a lot of Jason's nipples in Indianapolis a couple years well, ago. Jason is that, uh, Jason oh, is that, see, Jason women. Jason Steve, doesn't he? This oh, yeah, is where women want to yeah. own everything and think everything's about them. Because it's not only women who are the sexy librarian, devil. Jason is that guy who, you know, come nighttime, takes his glasses off, lets his hair down a little bit, and, you know. Is that what just happens? Just like other librarians. Yeah. Slips on so. his little back black dress and goes out on the town with nobody <laughs> right. knowing that he's the librarian. Exactly. That's exactly. an amazing life I you see made him up for like, Jason. I'm sure uh, he appreciates it. You know, laying in just his uh, underwear by the by on the uh bare rug right in front of the fireplace. Oh baby Jesus. Maybe uh like like Burt Reynolds. A glass of bubbly. Like fucking Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Are we really? That's what we're okay. Well as long as we're we're very clear. Jason, we're gonna expect those pictures in the next week or so. I think I'm gonna grow great. a Burt Reynolds mustache. Oh, you totally should do that. You mm-hmm. won't look like a complete douchebag at all. I'm going to go, you, I'm, you know what, I think I'm going to go retro, Timmy, and just do a whole Smokey and a Bandit look at. I think you're going to do sideburns. Sideburns, I'm going to get me a hat. Oh, God, cowboy. I can't wait. <laughs> Can you have that look for DweebCon? Does that give you enough time? Or I don't know if I should let my beard grow out, get some beard oil, Timmy, you know? Well, you know. Uh, and be a hipster. Get me a little fedora, you, you, a t-shirt, and a vest. You know, uh, Burt Reynolds I, landed, I, I, skinny uh, jeans. landed Lonnie Anderson. So, who's doing, who did? Okay. Uh, Burt Reynolds. He, him and Lonnie Anderson. He yeah. did. He did. Is she still I, alive, Lonnie Anderson? I think so. Yeah. I think she is. Let me get. I don't care. Best thing she ever did was WKRP. Yeah, research. I don't remember her doing anything. I think she did was in like a made-for-TV movie on James Manfield or somebody, but I don't think she. Oh, like a Lifetime movie? Yeah, something like that. But I don't think I don't I don't remember seeing her in anything else other than. Yeah, she was the. uh, But you know, she was the Pamela Anderson before. Yeah. Yeah, she's still alive. She's seventy-seven. But you know, everyone wanted to bang. Yeah, uh, what what was that other chick's name? Bailey Quarters. Remember Bailey Quarters? Yes. Yeah. Every all guys wanted to bang. Yes, her. they didn't want online. We've I know, we've been we've been over this. Your weird fetishes for yeah. So Bailey Quarters was can attractive. We talk? Right. I know she was. She was cute as a button. Love her to death. Not arguing that point. What I'd like to do is talk about Martin John Bryant for a minute. Okay, we can. But Colonel, can you great. do some quick research on Bailey Quarters? See how she's doing these days and report back. Oh my God! Yeah, Bailey's doing. Bailey's still doing good, Timmy. Um, I think she looks me, the same. Let me, look, research. Give me some stuff on Bailey Quarters. Yeah, get your assistant so. on that, will you? Your PA. No. Bo's asleep on the couch. Did you not hear what he said earlier? Furiously. On April 28th, 1996, uh, right before, I guess, uh, right before Brandy's uh, 35th birthday. What? Martin John Bryant, 
pulled out, poured out a AR-15 rifle and began shooting indiscriminately at people in Port Arthur, Tans- Tasmania. And he didn't stop until 35 victims were dead. Oh my God! What? Okay, this is a mass shooting guy. Yeah, I mean, clearly, I know, we don't. I don't know how we're going to make this funny, but okay. Well, I mean, he's he's kind of a weirdo. All right, well, let's hear about it. Well, Martin Bailey Quarters quit doing quit quit acting. Jimmy. She walked away. <sighs> yeah, she just walked away from it, Timmy. Walked away right at a peak. How Timmy. old is she now? She is seventy-five. Still looks pretty good. Would you do her? I told you, I think she looks the same. Would you still do her? She's closer to Chuck's age. She's she's a a hottie. Uh, Chuck, would you still do Uh, Raquel Welch, who is like 88? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd get some pledge, dust that thing off. We are not doing fuck, marry, kill. (laughs) Not doing that game today. (laughs) My God. Martin John Bryant. And leave Raquel Welch alone. She could still whoop your ass. I remember her, man, when she was in that. One, That's a one, Remember in 1 million BC, Colonel? I know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody remembers that. Everyone. Every every boy remembers that. All right. You were wanking off So there. tell me about Martin. But, you know, I, I, feel a li- I, I would feel a little bad about wanking off to an 88-year-old, but... You know, some people don't oh my mind. God. No, you could do it right in front of them. They wouldn't remember it two minutes later. You know, you just walk in. Oh, my God. And say, Here you go, honey. Stop. No. Martin uh, was the eldest of two children born to Maurice and Carlene Bryant. What do you think about the name Maurice, Colonel? Some people call me well, Maurice. Some people call me Maurice. Ooh. Now, some people call me the gangster of love to me. <laughs> Nobody does that, though. But some people call me Maurice. Nope. What do you think about? Here's a coincidence, Brandy. This guy is. Oh my God, This I guy is from Australia, and and his father's name is Maurice, and the Gibbs brothers was from Australia, and one of them yeah, was named I wonder, was Maurice. Hmm. Something to think about. I wonder if I, his uncle was Barry. Yeah, if his uncle I, was named Barry. God help us all. It's something. To, okay. It's just something to think about, Brandy. I will. I will stew on it for the rest of the day. Now, Martin was not your average child. In a 2011 interview, his mother recalled that while Bryant, uh, Martin Bryant, was very young, she would often find his toys broken and described him as being annoying and a quote-unquote different type of child. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Aren't they all annoying and different? Exactly. That's where I'm going. She sounds no different than if you caught me at a Kroger on a Saturday afternoon. The reports of Martin's relationship with his parents seem mixed. I'm I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to say what, you know, what I've read, but Okay, and I I, wish I just want to I just want to clarify that in some places his parents are very loving and caring and did everything possible to help him, and in other places they wouldn't they wasn't so nice. There's at least one report that stated that when he was a little boy, his mother would tie him to the front porch 
area of the house like a dog to stop him from running off. So, I just saw that one. Now, is that frowned upon, Timmy? Well, I mean, I, sounds healthy. I, I like I'm super just, healthy. I'm just saying that you know we don't want to disperse this his mother because that's the only, I only saw that in one place, but that that was Jesus. one report that he that he was tied up like a dog. Okay. All right. Well, I had a I had a niece who had a a huge yard that went to this big drop off. And they had, because the dog would run away, they had a 50, about a 50-yard dog run, you know, a cable that ran across the yard so the dog could play on it. And I was out back on the deck, and Logan was about two, and they told me to keep an eye on Logan. So I just attached his little belt loop to the dog run, and he couldn't go too far. And I just That's figured an amazing he had 50 yards to, to go. And apparently, that's why I that's asked, because on. when the women came out onto the deck, they frowned on that severely. I thought it was, I thought it was, Ingenious. Know, ingenious. I thought it was a good use of the tools I had at hand, but the women found that, um... Inappropriate. Inappropriate, Timmy. Well, to you... Amazing. When I was young, I remember people doing that. Like they would, parents would have like harnesses on their kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would see it a lot, but you see it every once in a while, right? And, or have you saw that, or am I just you know, yeah, seeing things? You can still, you still put your kid it. on a leash if you go to Kings Island or a place like yep. that. You got kids on leashes. Yeah, well, so I guess they're it, gonna I, act like animals. So I guess his mother wasn't doing it. anything that you know. It was that that far out of the ordinary, but yeah, I, I, okay. I mean, it wouldn't be an approach I would take, uh, you know, if I was a parent. But you know, who knows? I'm not a parent. No, the uh, you cut the hamstring, Timmy. Is that <laughs> you cut the hamstring in one of their legs, and they can't move that they, quick, and they can't. You get cut away the from Achilles them. heel. The Achilles heel. <clears throat> yeah. Don't be ridiculous, Somewhere hamstring. Jesus Christ. But reg- All right, regard- come on now. regardless of this. You know, this incident, everyone who knew the family agreed that Martin was a handful to raise. In his uh, early school years, Martin was diagnosed of having an IQ of 66, which is considered indicate a mental disability. He was placed in um, special education classes. Uh, Martin was described by his teachers as unusually detached from reality. Sort of like you, Brandy. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit. And was uh, considered unemotional or expressing inappropriate emotions. He was apparently uh, apparently disruptive and sometimes a violent child. And uh, he was severely bullied by other children. So, you know, he's got to... Ma- and if he was wet in a bed... And being me, he is mean to animals. As we get to, he was the trifecta for a mass murder. Well, it seems like there's a little bit of a maybe some somewhere on the spectrum of autism with the yeah, it may have been you know the detachment and the well, inappropriate emotions like, and things that like that. Like psychopathy, actually. 
Well, it could be, but you know, but I don't know because back well, then he, they, you didn't have ADD. Right, he was born. So yeah, no, you didn't have that. You were just put in special ed. Yeah. He was born in hey, 1967, yeah. so it was probably before they did all the testing. Uh, do they still have special ed classes, Timmy? Um, sort of, but they're all yeah, sort of. I think. I thought they wanted to get all the way from the labeling and stuff. Well, no, they don't call them special education classes. They don't call them that, but they have, you know, I'm sure that they put, you know, those kids in classes where they can get help, but they don't call them special ed anymore. Yeah, I mean, that just leads to bullying because kids can be cruel. Not, you think. Martin's Martin's mother reported that for his seventh birthday... Martin destroyed a number of toys he had received as gifts. This included a number of dolls he received. Uh, I'm not sure why he got dolls, but that's, you know, that might be part of the... Like a G.I. Joe. Apparently. He's like, fuck this. Yeah, but like a G.I. Joe or a Stretch Armstrong or... Yeah, maybe. That Stretch Armstrong was hung. He pull it... Yeah, I, he you could pull his, you could pull his penis and go on and on and on. You could wrap it around. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel I feel his pain. No. So, what did he do to the male dolls Don't that he take got? That thing down to your knee. Well, he trying. tore he tore the doll's head off and covered him with a red marker, apparently denoting blood. And uh, Martin proudly proudly announced that he had murdered his new toys. So. Well, not not, not no, red, no red flags there, Brandy. No, who could have seen this coming? There was other disturbing signs as well. Locals, no way. Locals recall abnormal behavior by Martin, such as pulling the snorkel from a, another boy while diving, that nearly led to the boy's drowning. So. Don't do that. It'd be my I suggestion. I don't understand, and I don't dive, but I don't understand uh, having a snorkel underground or underwater. I don't get that. What do you mean? You see people that dive and they have a snorkel on. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck's the point of that? But okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Go ahead. I, you know, I don't care what's in the water. I don't want to watch fish. You know what I mean? If I want to watch fish, I'd get an aquarium. Timmy, you barely want to watch what's outside your window. My, so, I mean, my, I'm not I, I'm shocked gonna, by I'm any of this. You, my aunt, who obviously has passed away, may she rest in peace. So, she's not listening to this podcast that we know of unless it's like kind of, you know. I, I, right, posthumously. Yeah. Go ahead. She had, um, She had like 11 kids. And so, her house was like always like. Filthy. I mean, just filthy. Chaotic. Oh, it was chaotic. It was gross. I didn't. I didn't want to go in there because I mean, it was just gross. I mean, I could tell you some things that would really gross you out. But anyway, she had this aquarium that was clean like once or twice a year. Like my mom has an aquarium, right? She's like clean it two times a day. This thing, you couldn't even see the fish. It was all <laughs> dirty and cloudy. Oh my god! And you know, it smelled oh like god. you were in a fish market, right? It was just right. really gross. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, my, my aunt. Who... No, my um, my grandmother. No, my grandmother had an aquarium. And 
we would clean it out and it would be like, you know, two days later, it's already. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't take long. Well, right. It's, they're hard to No, clean. but then we figured out, well, we figured out that my grandmother was, if she would find like a hair clip or something mm-hmm. on the floor of Walmart, she would pick them up and then just toss it in the fishbowl because she thought it was pretty and wanted it in her fish tank. <laughs> so she's she got sta- fucking tossing shit in there. and. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, and it's growing all kinds of algae and shit. I mean, it's a science experiment. She, you can't believe this shit that was in Mardi Gras beads. I mean, just what the fuck are you doing, lady? But she just, oh, she, she'd just be so excited. Yeah, like, I mean, oh. they're, they're really not. I mean, I, I'm assuming they're easier to keep clean these days, but they're really not worth the effort. I mean, the fish don't do anything. They just kind of just float in there. I mean, I, I, I never saw the fascination with watching fish. And, and I, w- I sure wouldn't go snorkeling or s- scuba diving to watch them. That's my... Yeah, I need I need somebody to explain to me why you would need a snorkel underwater. Well, it ha- I mean... If you're free diving he, or something. He tried to, anyway, he tried to kill this kid. The kid, unfortunately, did not die. Uh, a neighbor accused Martin of cutting down trees on their property, Martin responded by threatening to kill the neighbor. Actually, he threatened to burn their house down. Um, oh, well, I mean, you know, that feels uh, appropriate. I feel like there's sure. two sides of this story. Right. And we're only you don't know what the neighbor said. Yeah. Martin developed an interest in firearms when uh, still quite young. And uh, like the colonel, death seemed to follow Martin from an early age. One of the boy's neighbors in Hobart, Tasmania, remember the day a young uh, Martin Bryant shot every parrot in the neighborhood. They were probably mock- wow. they were probably mocking him. You know? Yeah. Probably getting mouthy shot. Ah! Yeah. Ah, glass liquor. Ah! <laughs> well, first of all, you can certainly tell that they weren't in, you know, Ohio because they're shooting the parrots in the neighborhood. Well, yeah, it's, it's Australia. Like that would be amazing. I mean, well, I know he didn't go around shooting uh, kangaroos because they don't fuck around. Kangaroos? No, a kangaroo will whoop his ass. But dead animals For sure. uh, frequently appeared uh, with no no natural explanation uh, on their farm. So, yeah. So now he's you know he's being bullied. He's killing animals uh, in obsession with firearms. So you know right away this is not going to end well for, yes. for people around Martin anyway. Colonel, we, we mentioned the uh, earlier, we mentioned the, the Gibb brothers, Maurice Gibb. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get, we didn't get a, uh, a little serenade from you, and I was quite disappointed. Oh, my God. It's only what's... It was all I can't even understand what you're saying. Well, that's, so that's lovely, Colonel. It's Thank you, Colonel. I started a joke. I did well. I didn't want to. I didn't want to uh, disappoint the our listeners. Cause, crying. Well, okay. Usually, so that's when we enough. Don't, don't give them the whole thing. Don't give them all. Because usually when we leave them wanting more, Colonel, we're going. Uh, we're going. To, Colonel is going to be singing karaoke at the uh, DweebCon. Brandy, are you going to karaoke at the DweebCon, Brandy? I, I mean, probably. Okay. 
I will not be any. I I can't now. Let's do, let's, I, let's do that Friday night. No, at the uh, there's a karaoke bar down in. Well, yeah, wasn't it? Is it karaoke kitty? Or yeah, something like that. Tokyo kitty. Yeah, or Tokyo, the fuck? Tokyo kitty. Yeah, here in Cincinnati. So we'll we'll go and uh, the colonel can sing and uh, people can probably throw coins at him or bricks, uh, bricks or whatever panties. Fruit, yeah, for sure. Bra. All right. So. <laughs> lingerie. Jesus. So did Martin get along with people? Well, no, he didn't, Brent. He had difficulty interacting. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. These people. Um, uh, well, uh, he, in school, he had difficulties in school as well. Uh, well, yeah, because... And he had yeah. problems interacting with his peers. As I mentioned, he was bullied a great deal. He received uh, psychiatric treatment several times during his youth and was diagnosed as being, uh, you know, this is the term of the day. It's not what we're saying. It just was the term at the time. Okay, settle down. We got it. He was diagnosed as being uh, mentally retarded and having a personality disorder. So, I mean, you can be, you know, you can have, you can be slow and not have a personality disorder, but... Not the case with young Martin. When you have both. Yeah, that wasn't the case you know. with young Martin. He had a personality disorder, which I assume is the bigger problem as we move forward. Anyway, after leaving school at age 16, Martin was awarded a disability pension when his doctor reported that the youth could not read or write and was emotionally immature. Jesus. Yeah, I feel sorry for people, Colonel, that are emotionally immature, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just life's hard for them to me. I don't they know don't anybody like the, that. Uh, they don't have the uh, Rico suaviness that we exactly. have. Exactly. Suaviness. Wait a minute. You think Rico suaviness is a sign of maturity? I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Well, what does what what Rico suave okay. is doing All these right. days? That was a one. It doesn't matter a, what Rico Suave is doing these one days. One hit wonder. 
Colonel, check out that. It what was, was that guy's name? It was. It what was, was that? Guy? Let me get. Let me get that on there. Uh, see oh my we God! Assist, Who uh, get your assistant on that, Colonel? That was by Gerardo. Gerardo. What's he doing these Rico days? Suave. Oh my God. Um, you know, I'm going to check him out, Timmy. Uh, He's probably got a job. I don't have a job. I, Can we talk about this? Says this is my yeah. job right now. <laughs> and the doctor also indicated that Martin was likely schizophrenic. So. Color me shocked. Yeah. To supplement his disability pension, Martin took on odd jobs as a handyman and a gardener. He was handy, apparently, Brandy. And the gardener. And the gardener. Yes, he was. Yeah, he liked the garden. Okay. Well, what was that movie? You know, if you dig deep enough, Timmy, if you dig deep enough, in 2014, they did a documentary on him called Suave Says. I didn't know that. Shut the fuck up. What's it called? <clears throat> I'm going to watch it. How old, how old is Rico What's Suave it? now? Oh, my uh, God. Rico will be, he's a couple years younger. He's 56 years old. Okay. So he's probably got. What it. is the name? What is the name so of that show? Uh, Suave says. Are you like Suave Simon. says? Are you going to do a uh, okay? Yeah, review of it because I would like to hear. I might. It sounds interesting. So okay. So to supplement, uh, oh, I said that he got odd jobs, right? One of these odd right. jobs led Martin to meeting Helen Harvey, who was an heiress. To a share of the Tattershaw lottery fortune, and I don't know what that is, but you know she, she's she's a, balling. She's an heiress, yeah. But she was quite she's a baller, she's quite sure, sure. a bit older than uh, than young Brian. Martin. Oh, soon, well, whatever. Soon, Helen invited Martin to move in with her. I think she was in like her seventies, and he was like twenty, oh, you know, twenty or something like that. She was a cougar, Brandy. Uh, well, yeah. So he, she invited him to move in with her. She would soon spend large amounts of mon- money showering Martin with expensive gifts. <laughs> what is happening? Oh my God, you're playing it. Oh my God. No. St- stop. He was a he was he was before his time. He really was. He was oh, a for sure. He was smooth, suave. But Leather, but you it, know him and Vanilla Ice was like kind of <laughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm. Vanilla Ice cleans the oh. uh, pools now, I think. In, in yeah. like Beverly Hills, <laughs> like he makes a lot of money doing it. He was a contractor. Yeah. So anyway. But whatever. Uh, this woman, this older woman, is showering Martin with expensive gifts. And it wasn't long before Helen had uh, named Martin as her sole beneficiary. Going to let you wonder what happens next, Brandy. Leave you hanging on that. I can't imagine. Not, not long after she wrote her, rewrote her will to leave uh, Bryant her millions, the woman died in a mysterious car accident. <clears throat> and uh, Martin was in the passenger seat. Now, those who knew um, this lady, Helen, reported that uh, Martin had a reputation for grabbing the steering wheel while she was driving, which is 
something that we always, uh, you know, we we always ask people to be very careful not to do. Do not grab the steering yes. wheel if you're in a passenger seat, please. It can be dangerous, as it probably was in this case when uh, Helen, um, you know, at was killed in this car accident, leaving young Martin uh, her fortune. The next year, Martin's father went missing and was later found drowned on the family farm with his son's scuba weight belt wrapped around his chest and uh, and sheep carcass lying nearby. I don't know what the sheep carcass is all about. I don't know. But probably he probably just got on a tear. Killing everything in his path. They might have banged the sheep. You never know. Might have. You don't know. But, you know, here's the thing. Do you think that the father's death was suspicious? Because I don't know. The weight belt would make you think so. Yeah, but yeah. evidently, in this case. Yeah, the police didn't. Not so yeah, much. The police really just marked it up as an accident. And, uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But they did investigate the sheep carcass and uh, found out the sheep had committed suicide. So, Obviously, yeah. It was a rough day there. Well, maybe. They just said if they couldn't have if they couldn't have Martin's dad, they were just gonna you know, they couldn't go on. Is that what the sheep said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sure. Okay. Martin even reportedly laughed and joked with the police as they searched the property. In spite of the the unnatural death, um, Martin Bryant Bryant inherited his father's life savings. Now, with his newfound wealth, I don't know what happened to Mom. I think she was separated or something. But with his newfound wealth... She got the fuck out of there. (laughs) Once she found out he had money to buy more than a BB gun, she moved to New Zealand. She was like, get the fuck out. I don't know. She's bound. Now, with his newfound wealth, uh, Martin began stockpiling guns. And on April 28th, 1996, he went on a killing spree that changed Australia forever. Are you sure it's Australia? I mean, it could be America. It's just, I'm not No, sure. because All of right. their response to it. But go ahead. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. So in 1993, when Martin was 26 years old, his mother applied for, and so there she is, she's back. Uh, his mother applied for and was granted a guardianship order that was, uh, that she would, okay, so hold on. She was granted a guardianship order placing Martin's assets under the management of trustees. Um, and although Martin resented this oversight, he was granted a generous allowance, which he used to travel extensively both in Australia and abroad. Martin tried to make friends while traveling, but was often rebuffed because of his strange behavior. In early 1996, Martin returned home to Port Arthur, telling his mother he had decided to put down roots in the area. I'm sure his mother was fucking thrilled. <laughs> Welcome home, sir. Martin, yeah, Martin would go weeks and even months without bathing. Yeah. Uh, he spent most of his time in the uh, mansion that he had inherited from Helen Beverly. Uh, He spent most of his days polishing his now numerous firearms and taking target practice on his now poorly groomed lawn. 
Well, on the morning I mean, of April 28th. He's not going to take a bath for three months. Yeah, I if he's not going to take a bath, he's not going to mow the lawn. The, he's not worried about the manscaping. He's not worried about the landscape. But there is something to let's keep up appearances. Like, yes, I haven't bathed in, you know, six months, but you'd never know that because my lawn and everything is perfect. <laughs> you probably would have known and it. And so now I can sit here in my own filth. Well, he probably would have known it when he started target practicing on his front lawn, but. Well, so anyway, so old boy's out there on his lawn. He seems seems misunderstood, Brandy. Oh, yeah. On the morning of April 28, 1996, Martin Bryant, dickhead extraordinaire, walked into the Seascape guest house and shot the owners, leaving them bleeding in the lobby. He then casually walked over to the Broad Arrow Cafe and ordered lunch. Now, he killed these people in his guest house because he wanted to buy the guest house, and they refused. I don't. They refused. Why wouldn't you put that in there? I'm just telling you. I know things that you don't know. And Clearly. They refused to sell it to him, so that was his beef with the guest house. But continue. All right. So, he then went over to this cafe. He ordered lunch, and he ate. And then he pulled out a Colt AR-15 rifle and shot 12 people in 15 seconds. It was the beginning of the worst mass shooting in Australia's history. He then strolled to the near, he strolled to the nearby historic 19th century Port Arthur Penal Colony, now an open-air museum. Have you ever been to a penal colony, Brandy? No, can't say that I have. Charles, have you ever been to a penal colony? That's where they grow penises. Well, I mean, I feel like that, again, that would be a destination trip for me. Like, I would really have to save my money. Yeah. Make sure I can get all the tours. T-shirt. That kind of stuff. So, Right. T-shirt. All the stuff. I don't want to miss anything there. So, there was a young security guard named Ian Kingston. Uh, And when Bryant started shooting... Kingston dove for safety and shouted for visitors outside to flee the area. The tourist wrote off the gunshots as a historical reenactment until Kingston saved their lives. He encouraged the visitors to run for their lives while he distracted the mad gunman. Yeah, this guy was him. Inside, Marty headed for the gift shop. Of course he did. Uh, He killed eight more people. Uh, then he walked to the parking lot I mean, and started shooting at tour buses. I wonder if he picked up a keychain or something while he was there, like a little shot glass. You know he did. You know he glass. looked for his name. What an asshole. Uh, let's see. So finally, after murdering 31 people, Bryant fled back toward the bed and breakfast. On the way, he shot another victim. Oh, and took a hostage. Sure. The shocking shooting spree took just 22 minutes, but capturing Bryant would take a little longer as he hid in the guest house, armed to the teeth. Police quickly encircled the Seascape guest house. They knew Martin Bryant was inside uh, because he kept firing at police. They also <laughs> knew that Bryant had taken a hostage. That, He's not being slipped. That is very good. Colonel, you got to admit, that's great police work. They, he knew, they knew he was in there because he was firing at him. He was firing at him. Uh, yeah, usually when you have bullets coming. That's you, you know that's some high level logic <clears throat> there. Yeah. Well, I need the two of you to talk amongst yourself for They're just Columbo a out there saying you know one, one last thing. Yeah. 
talk about what well, you know what chuck you're gonna edit this i've got to run to the bathroom don't pause this or do anything just cut it out where are you at randy i'll take can you do I'll that take it over well, it doesn't matter. He's not, um, not going to leave us out, so <laughs> forget that. Well, go ahead. Oh, let, 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 let me let me talk about this. All right, this incident. So, all right. Um, two of the policemen. Uh, there was an eighteen-hour standoff between uh, Martin and the police. Seems like a long you didn't time. Need pizza, if it lasts out. I mean, there's a police. What what is it that they're, they're going to have to order up some Vegemite sandwiches, Timmy? They really are. They really are. I, have you ever had a Vegemite sandwich, crew? I have not. I don't even really know. Well, what you it know, is, I, I, we need to get our assistant look. I bet that. Stephen Potts knows what a Vegemite sandwich is. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Jessica Ann, I'm sure she probably had one for breakfast. Well. Here's the, yeah, uh, Jessica Ann, but she's in New Zealand, isn't she? It's a different country. Yeah, but they're all the same, Are Timmy. They? <laughs> they're all the same, really. Uh, Jessica Ann is uh, organizing our uh, DreamCon this year, so I'm sure she'll she'll do a wonderful job, her and our friend Jamie. But anyway, back. Vegemite looks like a chocolatey, mm, I don't know what it tastes like, but. Vegemite? They use it on sandwiches and pastries, so it must be a little bit sweet. Um, it's about four times the cost of the Nutella, Timmy. Really? Damn. I don't. I just take the Nutella. Yeah. Well, we we have to we have to try the Vegemite sandwich. The other um, the other song by Men at Work I liked was "Who Could It Be Now." You remember that song? Who could it be now? In the video where yep. like he's like paranoid and keeps seeing people mm-hmm. at his door. I don't know what men at work are doing now. I bet they're just still touring. They were good. Um, Colin Hay is still touring, Timmy. He's still touring. He's the lead singer for him. They broke up, but he's still touring. He wrote all the songs anyway. So, Two of the uh, first policemen on the scene, Pat Allen and Gary Whittle, Hid in a ditch, in a ditch with a view of the house. Uh, the two were trapped in the ditch for eighteen hours. So yeah, you know they're getting some serious overtime, Colonel. Mm-hmm. Hope one of them didn't have IBS because it seems like people firing the AR-15 at you will flare that uh-huh. up. Uh-huh. Wow. And you be in a ditch for eighteen hours. Well, Brandy, I got uh, one whole paragraph um, since you've been gone. Uh, uh-huh. Martin exchanged fire with the police for several hours. So, would you like to take yes, the next paragraph, Brandy, as hospitals tended? Sure. To the so, wounded. As hospitals tended to the wounded and global news coverage descended on Port Arthur, Bryant refused to surrender. Jesus. Finally, after 18 hours, Martin Bryant lit the guest house on fire, hoping to escape in the chaos. Now, Colonel, I, you know, we've been doing this podcast, Colonel, for, I think, uh, eight years, something like that. Seven mm-hmm. years, almost eight years. Long time, yeah. I never remembered well, you or I taking a break in the middle of the podcast to go pee. Do you remember ever doing that? I no, Timmy. I have a bottle. You know, I'm and being a professional and doing this a long time. Oh my god! I have a bottle next to me, so if I have to, 
you know, empty my bladder. I just, you know, use Well, and I, I have a catheter put in for that occasion. But, yeah. you know, that's because we care about our audience, Colonel. And uh, apparently Brandy, Brandy doesn't care. Her needs come first, apparently. Well, when it's, you know, it's 11.30, Timmy, so you know Brandy's already put one forty ounce away. Yeah, that's true. I, so, I, I opened yeah. it on camera, if you did not, or on audio, so if you didn't hear it, I can't help that. Well, anyway, Brandy, um, we're glad you could join us. Oh, yeah, you guys are fucking super sweet. So, anyway, so Martin, being the fucking dumbass that he is, uh... Unfortunately, you really should think about getting a catheter, Brandy, because it it is, um, it's so convenient. It really is. Oh, well, I thank you for your recommendation. Well, it just uh, depends. Really. I mean, like, oh my like God. I'm going right now, and you don't even know it. Well, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, oh, there so, I go again. Dipshit, fucking stop it. Dipshit fucking Magoo here catches the Timmy. If I Timmy, uh, if I see the uh, things get to be like when we have, you know, because Jason, while he writes fine scripts, they can sometimes be yeah. long, you know, ten pages, twelve pages. Um, sometimes I'll just hook a colostomy back. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Anyway, so this guy. Yeah, there, the cat, I just went the again. The guest house on I fire. Went, Shut up. <laughs> I got a question for you, devil. I got a question for you. Mm. When you're out, when you're out, and you've been married a long time, so I don't expect that you do it with Dave, but let's say you're out at a restaurant with a bunch of people. Okay. Do you say, I got, I'm just going to go to the ladies' room and freshen up? Huh. Does freshen up mean also I got to take a monster dump? I mean, does it encompass all those things? Like I might yeah, have like, to blow my yeah, nose. Yeah, like when you say you're going to, I might have you're to powdering your nose, empty my bowels. Yeah, does, oh I might have to, I might have to masturbate. You know, I don't know what freshen up. What does that mean? Does it mean that you, you it just means I'm going to the bathroom. Does it mean you're scrubbing down there real good because there might be some oh action God. later? I mean, what does that mean? I never, I'm going to freshen it just up means, a bit. It just means I'm going to the bathroom. It doesn't matter what they do in there. They could powder their nose or they could go in and pee or go in and poop or go in and do a line of cocaine. It just means I'm going to the bathroom. Why? Why so do you? Why do you have to? Because let me tell you why something. Do you have to go and because pair? let me tell you something. Because you motherfuckers are so goddamn nosy that if I just sat there and said, "Hey, I need out for a second. I got to go to the bathroom." Why? I. You well, why? Know, why do you have to go and pair? Colonel and I, when we go to the bathroom, we don't go to the bathroom together. Because we, we talk don't. about you all in the bathroom. So, are you are you good now? That clear that up? Mm-hmm. Well, I Very just exciting. Wanted, you know, Timmy, have you ever been on a date and said, "I'm going to go freshen up"? No, because that implies you wasn't fresh in the beginning. Yeah, exactly, and that's the oh, difference God. between men and women is that I make myself fresh before the encounter, Timmy. What you should do, women, take a little bit of time, scrub yourself down. 
do the kind of scrubbing that's going to last for more than 10 I minutes. mean, and, and maybe... And why, maybe and, and why would I do that in a restaurant bathroom? And guys would appreciate it if you, like, maybe have an enema before the date. Oh, my God. What? That, no. Now we're suggested. done. Nope. Strongly I've let suggested. this. I've let this yeah. go on long enough. I just mean. If, I have if let you this want, go on long if enough. If you want to feel completely. Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. I don't want to hear it. We're talking about this dumb son of a bitch, and we're well, going to get through up it. So many possibilities. And you, all, if and you know what, Chuck? I'm going to go ahead and read your part too, just so you guys just shut up. Never say enemas on here. I don't want to talk about having an enema. It, it just stop it. Speaking of enemas, just poor taste. No, I watched an interesting. We're not. I watched an interesting uh, porn the other night uh, movie. I. My God! It was called "Your Friend, My what? Enema." It was really, actually, pretty good. Your friend, my yeah. enema. Yeah. Oh my God! I've seen that. It's got like four stars on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. To me, I feel like that's very niche. That, and it's also one of those things that I'm not going to kink shame you, but you should definitely keep that to yourself. Well, you know, there, it is again. niche, but <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say to those actresses who decide you know what there's a market out there is i we need to fill this space and i might not feel like doing this but you know there's a need uh thank you for your service i can't even with you people so well, uh you know Brandy, anyway you, you might not be aware but the colonel is on only fans and uh mm-hmm. he, I am. Yeah, for the right price you can you can purchase uh colonel porn you can have one-on-one time with the colonel. Yeah. I first of all, I can have one-on-one time anytime I want with the fucking colonel. All I have to do for is the first minute and three ninety-nine after. It's a bargain. No, it's a bargain. Really, it's, we're not. And it's if, a bargain you know at what? any price. If Chuck, really, if Chuck is on OnlyFans, more power to him because evidently you can just get on there and show your feet and make fifty grand. So I don't it's know why I'm not on there. I need to be on there. Seven six colonel. Write that down. <laughs> Right there. Okay. So anyway, so dipshit catches himself on fire. He comes running out of the guest house as like a running ball of fire like they had in the movies. So police tackled him, put the fire out, and arrested him right there. Well, he didn't really think through that escape, did he? Very well. No, he clearly did not. No. Noah has all these weird pragmatic questions. He's an inquiry minds what to know. He is very inquiring, and what I'm going to make him do is, if he wants to ask a question, he needs to come over here and do it on mic. That's what needs to happen. So, anyway, so police soon learned that during the standoff, Martin had killed the hostage. The Port Arthur massacre claimed the to- claimed the lives of 35 men, women, and children. Gun control had long been a political football in Australia. In 1987, the premier of New South Wales declared it would take a massacre in in Tasmania before we get gun control reform in Australia. So he called that back in 1987. He did. And this was so heinous, Devil, that, you know, one of my favorite, and they usually stay out of politics, but uh, one of my favorite uh, characters, the Tasmanian Devil, came out and tweeted, well, that was fucked up. I bet he did. Even the Tasmanian, Tasmanian devil did not 
could not get on board with this kind of destruction. Devil. Well, and in 1996, Twitter was super not even there yet. So, well, he was I mean, he was ahead of his time. Sure. All right. So anyway, so within the within days of the Port Arthur massacre, Australian Prime Minister John Howard declared the country's gun laws would change and change. They did. See, this is how you get shit done. The new rules banned automatic and semi-automatic long guns. Gun owners had to apply for a license and provide a genuine reason beyond personal protection for owning a gun. Australia also launched a gun buyback program, which ultimately melted down 650,000 firearms. The buyback program alone cut firearm suicides by 74%, saving 200 lives every year. And since the Port Arthur massacre in 1996, Australia has not had a single mass shooting. Australia's reaction to the Port Arthur, to Port Arthur stands in stark contrast to U.S. inaction after mass shootings. Port Arthur was our Sandy Hook, said Tim Fisher, Australia's deputy prime minister during the massacre. Port Arthur, we acted on. The USA is not prepared to act on their tragedies. No shit. As for Martin Bryant. Well, then see, but that was said during Sandy Hook. Now, they're not taking into account all the what, action Uvalde? that we have taken after all the ma- other mass shootings after Sandy Hook. I know. It's been like nothing. Well, okay. But fair enough. Yeah. But... And, 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 anyway, uh, let's see. So he pled guilty to 35 counts of murder, which I kind of figure after you wander out of the kill house on fire that maybe you would. Yeah. yeah, you're not living. Uh, you're so, not living a, a good life if you if. Yeah, you're not living right. Yeah, you run out of it. Um, so he was given. So he pled guilty, and he was given 35 life sentences plus 1,652 years in prison 1, without the possibility of parole. I, it, well, yes, that's a lot of time. You have a lot of time to reflect. Yes, it is a lot of time. But you know what? You get buff as fuck. So, I mean, he's got 35 life sentences. He could totally change his shit. Uh, let's see. So he's in he's in jail for the rest of his natural life and evidently his unnatural life. Um, and without the possibility, all of which is to be served concurrently. So this life sentence being applied to is being applied for the term of his natural life. For, there's a, for the first eight months of his imprisonment, Martin Bryant was held in purpose-built special suicide prevention cell in almost complete solid, solidarity. Solitary. I mean, you know, why not just put him in general so, population? They'll take care of it. He's just all by himself. Well, I know. Uh, he remained in protective custody for his own safety until November of 2006 when he was moved into Hobart's Wilford Lope Center, a secure mental health unit run by the Tasmanian Department of Health and Human Services. The 35-bed unit for inmates with serious mental illness is staffed with doctors, nurses, and other support workers. Inmates are not locked down and can come and go from their cells. Mm. Exterior security at the facility is provided by a three-wall perimeter, 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 patrolled by private contract guards. On March 25, 2007, Brian attempted to take to end his life by slashing his wrist with a razor blade. 
on March 27th, uh, he cut his own throat with another razor blade. How does this motherfucker keep getting all the razor blades? I'd make him grow a beard. <laughs> Doesn't seem very Sorry, secure. Grow a beard. Yeah. Well, he was hospitalized briefly for that. Um, so as of January of this year, Bryant is housed in the maximum security Risden prison near Hobart, Australia. And uh, so he's not getting out. He's not going anywhere. He is still alive as of January and in some maximum security. I hope it's a shithole. Well, uh, and, you know, you can go to if you want to write him a letter and giving some money on his uh, comp his uh, commissary. So he can buy more razor blades. Well, that's fascinating. Like, yeah, it's a secure prison, and you can't stop him from getting a motherfucking razor blade? Come on now. I mean, you know, if they just put him in general population to begin with, it it would have been taken care of. You know, it would have been taken care of, but no. So he's getting more consideration he ever gave anybody else. Yeah, he's. If you're saying, I should have sent you his photograph. He looks like a psycho. He really does. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, tragic as it may be, at least Australia, you know, they put in reforms to make sure that it didn't happen yeah. again. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, yeah. New Zealand did the same thing after Christchurch. Yeah. But yeah, here we are, Brandy. Here we are. What are your final thoughts on the Port Arthur Massacre? I hate that guy. Yeah, me too. I hate that guy. I hate him. A lot. Yeah, I hate him. He's he's exactly where he needs to be. And Colonel, what's your final thoughts on the Port Arthur Massacre? Well, you know, this is going to surprise you, Timmy. Um... Because I'm going to, well, and I'm being ironic here, I'm going to show a little more compassion than our uh, compadre here. And the guy was just completely fucked up in the head. And if you, really, this is our, our problem in our societies. We have so many people fucked up in the head and we have so many guns floating around that people that are fucked up in the head are liable to run into one of these guns and create lots of havoc. So I, I, and I also wondered, you know, Timmy, what if he was really like had an IQ of 160? How many people could he have killed with that one, you know, AR 15? He only had 66. He was, you know, doing the low hanging fruit there. But, uh, you know, the guy was just, uh, somebody that should have been watched and probably put in a mental institution far, far before he ever killed anybody. I mean, he's, you know, nothing's worse than a passenger seat driver, Timmy. 
and he showed himself to be one of those. He did. He so that's when he should have been locked up. And so I I I feel sorry for the guy, but it's the you know it's the common sense thing when you have no, a bunch of crazies guy. and a bunch of guns. Bad things are going to happen, Timmy. Yes, fuck that guy. Except for here, Timmy, because <clears throat> here, freedom, Timmy, freedom, freedom, Timmy, America, America. Yeah, we don't change shit. What are you yeah, yapping you, about? Well, just the combination of crazy people and guns. When you have a bunch of crazy people and a bunch of guns, they're going to run into each other. They're oh my god. Up. And then you're going to have bad shit happen. And we act surprised yeah. every time it does. So. Yeah. We want to, uh, we uh, we don't have the um, list, the um, Patreon list. But we do. Damn it, Timmy. We do want to say, we'll do it next time. But we do want to say thank you to all the people who contribute to us on Patreon. If you would like to contribute to us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash history dweebs. <clears throat> All one word, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or, Colonel. Or just the tip to me. And uh, we want to give a shout out to Anna Garrett, who is a new Patreon supporter. So thank you, Anna. We appreciate that. Long time dweeb, though. Long time dweeb. And she's been to a couple dweeb And she's coming to uh, DweebCon this year. This year, and it's always great to see Anna. And she says she wants to be remembered for her tush. Colonel. I think she will be. To me, it's spectacular. Jesus so. fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everyone. This shit. This just shit. Thank you, everyone. Wrap it up, Timmy. And we look forward to seeing you at DweebCon October 7th through 9th here in Cincinnati. If you want more information, just go to our Facebook group, Fans of the History Dweebs Podcast, where you can get more information on that, and you can see Brandy's uh, movie reviews, which are quite hilarious. So thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Good day. Bye-bye.